Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to Brain Machine Network. Dot com. The following podcast is sponsored by the Women in Comedy Festival. Check us out at WICF.com. This is Love About Town, a podcast where two brown nerds learn about sex and how to do it better. This week on the pod, we have a guest we're super excited about. But first, it's me, your host, Kenise Mobley. And as your always... boy, Rohan, baby. It's your boy. We really like this episode. In this one, we get into what it means to be an ethical consumer of porn, how you could go about getting into the business, and what our guest is doing right now. So excited to have him. Porn actor, poet, and writer, Logan Pierce. Oh, are you an Eagles fan? I am, yeah, I am. Oh, okay, sweet, I'm sweet. Just outside of Philly right now. Ah. Oh, okay. For whatever reason, I just thought you would be in L.A. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, he's in L.A. somewhere. I mean, I, I was up until about two weeks ago, you know. Um, oh, okay. Yep. I, I, I've retired from performing. That's right. Um, and you're so, like, why be in L.A.? Let's get out of totally. here. I, oh yeah yeah part of the reason for leaving was because just staying in LA like you have to work to live yeah you know you can't just stay there I would just burn through my money if I was like all right let me let me try and just haphazardly find a new career and change my life while also still living in LA like it's just it's not feasible so yeah 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 I thought, and plus with COVID and everything it's like okay this is probably the best time for me to go back home spend some time with my family reevaluate and then move forward from there yeah for sure makes sense 100 so wait it's only been two weeks are there any things you missed from los angeles oh yeah so much i'll, I'll say this right now um i don't know where, where where are you guys you're both both on the what east coast right yeah, yeah brooklyn so both of you experienced uh that pretty wicked storm we had yeah not too long ago i'll say since i got here it hasn't stopped raining <laughs> it just hasn't every single day it's raining oh man moving to LA I was like oh I can't wait for the rain I love it <laughs> and I'm like come on man I, I like it but I don't I, I love is a strong word you know I think I, I I overestimated my love for the rain now I just I want it to be sunny and dry again yeah but I miss that about LA I, I definitely miss the uh the temperate always sunny always dry out here it's always damp yeah, Dude. Oh, yes. <laughs> and, you know, it's a little adjustment period. I lived yeah. in LA for a while. And one thing that I miss is that there weren't like mosquitoes and bugs in the same way. Like oh, I, yeah. to have to get used to like just walking outside of your house and having something try to suck the blood out of your body. I, I hate it. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's another thing. Oh God. Yeah. I miss that. Yeah. <laughs> that big time. You can, you can go out at night and it's you're, you're, you know, you're not itching. I feel like every time I step outside my house, I'm always slapping myself or just like constantly scratching. Yeah, there's like a humidity to the East Coast. And also like, you know, you go for LA where there's like no weather or the weather is like roughly the same for the whole year where you have the East Coast, whether it's it's freezing cold and then there's a spring for a week or two weeks and then it just becomes very humid for summer. Like there's mm. no, it's just the extremes of every weather pattern. I mean, yeah. the fall's my favorite. I can't wait for that. So I think the good time to come season. back. Mm-hmm. So I can have a nice proper fall and then a nice frigid winter as Ugh. per usual. I, yeah. Winter to me is, is some sort of punishment from God. I hate it so much every time. I do, I mean, I've gone through however old I am that many winters. And every time I'm just like this, why do we do, like we should all move. We should collectively take the cities of New yeah. York and Boston and just <laughs> shift them to the West Coast where it would be better because this yeah. is garbage. Kenise um, is like, I can't do a 22nd uh, yeah. winter. Yeah, 22nd, I'm so young. I can't do oh a 22nd like winter. I'm so young. Well, <laughs> no. So like going off of that, I'll tell you one of the things that um, I don't miss 
I mean, it's going to take some time for my body to adjust, but living in LA for so long, I couldn't handle a slight change in temperature when it was like 60 degrees, you know, 55 out yeah. there, I'd be shivering. I'm like, this is Whoa, I'm really? so weak. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I feel like, I feel like the four seasons help. Um, I mean, they strengthen your body. Like, you yeah. know how to prepare for certain things, but if you're just all year long, it's 75 and sunny your body weakens like you, yeah. you can't handle oh, yeah. any change in time how many years were you out there uh, about nine nine nice. oh my god yeah for sure yeah then then it that's totally understandable if you were like a year and a half then i'd be like come on dude no you need to my whole 20s were spent in la mm. oh yeah then oh, yeah wow. you lost the ability uh-huh. Uh-huh. i'm gonna yeah. gain it back now i'm here <laughs> yeah the what did you move out there? did you move out there to perform initially or how did you get out there um so yes and no yeah. Uh, my ticket was based on um, a spring semester abroad, if you will, yeah. for film students. Sure. Wait, L- what? L- That's LA. how I got to LA. Uh-huh. I went to film school semester in LA. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Exactly. It's, it's a standard a standard step, but it was ah. paramount. But, you know, as, as like a film student, it's like, oh, where would you want to study? Oh, the epicenter, Los Angeles, of course. <laughs> so you go out there for a semester, you intern. Ideally, make some contacts, but I'd say 90% of people just flood right back. It's like a little vacation. Easiest semester of my life, but it was, it was great. So that was my ticket, and that was my room and board. So I had this, and plus I, I was in school, so I had this whole safety net. And concurrent with that, I had always been interested in porn. So I reached out to uh, performers, agencies, people who I knew of just you know on the periphery. Yeah, because um, I was a complete outsider. It's not like I had any sure. friends or anyone, but thankfully to social media, you know, one click away, you can start talking to, you know, yeah. pick, pick your poison, any performer you want. So I, I just did that. I just reached out, sent in some photos. Most people were like, get out of here, kids. No way. Oh, what? wow. That's you wild. don't got it. What? Well, yeah, That's rude. Every, every agency, and there's only a handful, you know, maybe half a dozen Sure. And every guy at some point in their life, I'm sure. Sure. I'm sure. Maybe you've had this thought. Yo, don't you know. Oh, I would love to be a performer. How sick Dude, yes. would that be? Of course. Just, 100%. If it's just, just a millisecond, everyone had this fantasy. So agencies are flooded with guys who are saying, I'll do the work for free. You've never seen a performer like me. Um, I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll bend over backwards for you. All these promises. And nine times out of 10, you get that person on set and they can't perform. Sure. It's just a wet noodle. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, and, not, it's not happening. Oh. Yeah. Do you have to like send, how do you like, so you, you reach out to all these people or whatever, and then mm. someone's like, sure, we'll bring you in for like a interview or like an audition or like, how does that work? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, your audition is your first scene. It's not okay. like oh, okay. an audition <laughs> process. I mean, yeah. I've auditioned for movies, you know, yeah. monologues and such, but yeah. for porn, no. Nah. It's okay. really just like, okay, can we can we see what you're working with? Yeah. Uh, is your face, you know, somewhat marketable? Yeah, you yeah, have yeah. A good personality? Okay, well, all those boxes are checked. Now let's put it to the test. And if you can actually do the job when it matters, that's all that matters. Yeah. Okay. You know, you could have the biggest hog in the world, but it's not going to matter <laughs> if you can't get it hard when the time comes. Yeah. Right. So, Dang, yeah. I make it sound like it's a lot uh, bigger or heavier than it is, but it's really just like, okay, cool kid. Let's see if you do a good job. And then you show up on set and you either do or you don't. And that's also so appealing too, like, right. Cause we're both comedians and it's like, it's the same thing, right. It's just like you, like you get on you stage and, and then you... you go, you do some open mics here and there. And if someone, if you're funny, then someone's like, okay, do like a real show or do like, a yeah. real, you know, like, like, it's funny. it's exactly, exactly. It's you either you are or you're not. It's like, there's a very clear line, like either you can or you can't do it. And so we very much, I think, Kenise, you can relate to that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I absolutely. have a, a follow up question, mm-hmm. uh, simply because you said that you were always interested in porn. What is something that you were interested in porn wise that now after being in the industry, you're like, absolutely not. I'm yeah. not into this at all. Gang bang. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this is good to know. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. Because um, we all watch them. Mm-hmm. We all have wh- whoever you're associating with. I'm mm. sure we've all had the same fantasy of like, I want to participate in that. I want to yeah. be. 
either the center of attention or I want to be one of six guys in, in this, in this feeding yeah. frenzy. But, um, after doing it, I just realized like, ah, it's not for me, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Like, I, I'm a small guy. I, I, I stand at like five foot six, five, seven on a good day. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 140 pounds wet. I'm very small. So when I'm shoulder to shoulder with these guys, most guys in porn are like over six feet are for one. I mean, even well into their thirties. So I was a 21 year old kid when I started. Yeah. Like I'm a, I'm a kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I just felt like in over my head, I, I, I didn't belong. I, I didn't have like the, the alpha male, like aggression that I see a lot of these guys have, right. or it's sure. like they, they know what they want. They're going to go for it. And they're mm-hmm. going to put on a show. I was just like, you guys go on ahead. <laughs> I'm going to sit back here and just wait. And, yeah. Right. And I just, I didn't like it. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. Point okay. forward. I, I just, yeah. Like, no, thank you. It's one thing. Yeah. It's like, if I don't have to do it, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Makes sense. And I, I haven't had to, thankfully, uh, I'm better at other things. So. Do, so like, if you, so like you did it once and then you were like, I don't want to do this again. Or, or it's just like, you kind of like roll your eyes. Like I had to do this now. Like, okay. Like they're paying me the money. I guess uh, I have to do this. Kind of thing. Uh, it was, it's the former. And I guess yeah. in, in a way I kind of like look back on that. Mm-hmm. It's a little regret, but I'm like, I could have tried harder. I could give it another shot and you know what, maybe I, I would have eventually gotten good at it. But the first one just totally turned me off and I was like, yeah, yeah if I don't have to, I'm not going to. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. It's, I feel like, I mean, I don't know anything about that, but like, it feels like it's good to recognize that early. It's good to. Yeah. <laughs> Versus and, and, like, oh man, this has been sucking my soul out for years and I now realize that I hate it. Yeah. That sounds. And, and you know, sure. correct me if I'm wrong, but like, in an industry where you hear so much of the opposite happening, where it's like, okay, right, like I did things that I wasn't comfortable with doing or whatever, or like I, I, I uh, you know, I, I felt like I needed to do this to be accepted. It's nice to like hear a story where like I did it and then I didn't like it. And then I was like, you know what? I know my, I know what I like and I know exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Give it a shot. Yeah. yeah. Give it a shot. <laughs> okay. Well, another it, follow-up question. I'm going to ask you a lot of questions. Um, yeah. Isn't that what we're here for? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And feel free to ask uh, us questions. Yeah. Too, I mean, it, it's like, we're not sure. like it's an open discussion, whatever you want to talk <laughs> okay, about, okay. we're here for it. Um, but you said you went to film school. Uh, I am also mm-hmm. a film school nerd. What, based on your film school experience, like what makes a good porn director? What are some of the uh, either companies or like production crew like what are some things that you think make porn good from a film perspective um checking your ego at the door first and foremost i've met a lot of people who 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 think you know and i I don't want to say that porn is an art because it can be art but i've met a lot of people who think that they're creating high high art right and and they have this this real poor attitude about about working with other people and about working as a team mm. you know i found like my my best experiences on any film set is when everyone is you know we're all we're all on the same level obviously everyone has their own different departments but it's not like i don't know it just it just feels a little more welcoming so to relate that to porn some directors just come in with this idea of what they're doing is greater than what everyone else is doing Oh, okay. And, and they're changing the game. They're reinventing the wheel somehow by shooting uh, a virginal sex scene or by shooting <laughs> sensual lead-ins with, with a jib and, you know, yeah. hazing out the room and it's all on these white satin sheets. And it's like, bro, this is boring. No <laughs> one cares. Yeah. Like, it might look pretty, but it's not going to sell. And you look like an asshole. we all look like assholes right now (laughs) i love the idea of like a jib a crew like somebody working the jibs the guy pulling focus that makes me very happy yeah Yeah. and you you see you see that a lot which is nice most of the time it's just a couple a couple people Mm -hmm. Um, especially now with covid it's down to one people armies oh yeah you know just shooting like there'll be the makeup artist who's also the pa and then the director, who's the camera operator, who's who's the producer, oh, et cetera. Man. Like pick your poison. Um, Did you but, have to get COVID tests like on set? Like when once that like all like once we kind of 
established that this was a thing and they were like okay we can start filming again like did you have to get tests like how did that work to keep safe yeah we had to um get tested some sets were i'll say a little lenient but at at least 48 hours in advance mm-hmm. okay and yeah. it was just like the throat swab so sure uh and the, you know in los angeles there's only two two testing facilities as performers we're allowed to go to you can you're the best doctor in the world and you get a full panel STD test, but in the world of porn, it's meaningless. You yeah. have to go to one of these two sanctioned oh, testing facilities. Really? Yeah. Wow. So with the COVID tests now instated, the lines would be out the door. You know, usually you could go in and out and it's like a five, 10 minute thing. You, you, you pay the fee, which is enormous. Uh, you, uh, urine sample, blood sample, out the door but now especially because with social distancing and etc there's only like two people allowed in the in the facility at a time Mm. so the line would be out the door you'd be standing in line for like 45 minutes just to get inside and the test of course is like a 10 second thing yeah yeah Uh, but it'd it'd be rapid so you get it 24 hours later Mm -hmm. nice Uh, but it would only be good for up to 48 hours since administering the test oh, so we've been going okay. every other day wow just for that but but crews or productions were re- reimbursing everyone and that oh, wasn't yeah, just good. performers everyone on set had to get those covid tests oh that's good so yeah. it was just all of us and then temperature checks at the door um still wearing masks except you know performers can't yeah, yeah. all the crews were masked up um and you kept your distance as best you could, but you know, it's, it's an intimate experience. You can't really, you know, you can't can't stay six feet apart when you're having sex. Of course. Huh. I wonder, Uh, I wonder if they would do something like, um, my brother is a cinematographer and he works for Tyler Perry and he, Tyler Perry just like rented a whole hotel effectively and like oh, you sign a contract yeah mm-hmm. and this is like you sign a contract and you're here for a month and since he works on the camera side it's like some days you're going to be working for this some days you're going to be working for this some days you're going to be working for this so we can just churn out as much product during this as possible uh would do you think that they would make a porn bubble it's not a crazy idea it's definitely not um probably too late now to do it yeah. but yeah in right theory in theory that's a good idea is there like a thing where like you can't see that work yeah like so there's no like i can only work with this company or that company or like uh like how does that how does that work if you're on contract you know certain oh. certain performers get contracted for by certain companies for certain acts i'm mm-hmm. sure you're all familiar with uh, uh tushy yes i always mm-hmm. want to call it tushy but, uh, <laughs> no, I, I read it in my head that way too. Yeah. Uh, really? The, yeah. <laughs> we'll contract performers for like, okay, you can only shoot anal with us for the next six, 12 months, whatever the terms of the contract is, but then they can shoot, uh, you know, elsewhere, do whatever, so long as it's non-anal. There's, gotcha. there's one performer, this, this, this kid, I, I don't even know how legitimate this is, but in his Twitter bio, so you know it's real, mm-hmm. <laughs> says he'll only shoot anal for a certain company as a male performer i'm like that's nuts yeah like huh. you're only shooting anal for this one specific company okay yeah i, I don't know i guess it's not crazy but is he getting paid world, more like, does he have like some contract where you just get like a ton of money i don't know i don't yeah. know right yeah maybe that's it you got me <laughs> but it's just so silly to think of like a male performer like oh i'll only do this one act with this one specific company because for us all of us, we're all independent contractors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you have a, an exclusive contract, which is very rare for guys, we're just, you know, here today, gone tomorrow with, in terms of shoots. Like we're, we're shooting for every company throughout the week. Each month is jam packed. Like you won't be on the same set twice in a month. Wow. Okay. And yeah. Oh, oh, so it's like one day you're in, you're out. Then the next day you're like, all right, I have two shoots or whatever. Somewhere else. Shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot, like oh, I'm shooting in LA today and then I'm um, flying to Vegas tomorrow. Then I'm flying to Phoenix and I'm flying to New York. Then oh I'm going down God. to Miami, then back in LA for, for two weeks. And then, Oh man. Wow. That's a, most I don't know why I assumed most of it was shot totally. like, in Los Angeles. I didn't yeah, know that's that there also were all these I was, different locations. Most mm-hmm. of it is. Okay. Yeah. Most of it is. But like, you know, there are big companies that are based in Vegas. Vegas is like, 
I'd say Miami is like the next closest thing to an epicenter, but Vegas is steadily growing. And I wow. think we'll soon be the epicenter of American porn. Really? Interesting. Because it's illegal to shoot in Los Angeles. Is it? It's illegal. <laughs> in well, LA County, we, you cannot this? This is, I'm not shoot a fan of this. In, you cannot shoot porn in Los Angeles County. Wow. Unless you, you, you follow the... They're, in theory, simple guidelines, but it's hard to get a permit to shoot porn. You need permits, and you need to wear condoms. Right. If I remember when that was on the ballot, and I was like, why is this on the ballot? Legally. That's why most, most productions are, you know, they're low-key. They're, they're not broadcasted. We're, we're in private residences. We're not in studios. Mm-hmm. We're not in public, that's for sure. <laughs> sure. You know... So you got you to gotta stay under the radar. You know, like a big thing is like when you, when you show up to set, a lot of companies will mandate that you turn off all your location services on your phone. You don't tweet anything. You don't share any photos from set. Oh. Like once you're there, you unplug and wow. you're off the grid in essence. Until you're, yeah. Crap. yeah. Oh, wow. That's crazy. So how many shoots would you say uh, that you would do in an average week or month? Um, I, I'm going to sound like a, an idiot, like a jerk when I say this. I've chosen, I've chosen to have lesser work weeks because my body physically cannot handle it. If I do too many days in a row, I've learned from experience that I, when I was young, when I, I'm still young, but when I first got <laughs> in the business and I was like, oh, I'll take any shoot, any day of the week, whatever you got, just so I can like make a name for myself. And after shooting like, you know, seven, eight days in a row, I was just like, all right, uh, this isn't working. You know, my yeah. skin's fucked up, sure. having some medical issues. And, and then your sex drive, at least mine, like it decreased. If I was having sex every day in, in those settings, you know, it takes a toll on you. Right. It's work. It's, it's normal. Yeah, it's, it's work and like a normal normal day on set when you're done like you're like fuck, I'm gonna kick my shoes off I'm not doing anything I'm I'm winded yeah you know, I'm not gonna have sex again <laughs> until tomorrow <laughs> um so so I limited myself to like max four days in a row mm-hmm. yeah so on on an average month it would be like 12 to 15 days that's a lot it's a lot yeah that's a lot <laughs> there there are people who like other guys who uh, are crushing it who, sure. who would shoot you know, what, fucking every day of the month. And I'm like, I don't know how you, mentally and physically, I don't yeah. know how you keep it up. You yeah. know? <laughs> how, how are you doing this? On a lot of different drugs. <laughs> Supplements. And- Possibly. So like, just go, like going back to the gangbang thing, it was like, I learned I have limitations and I've learned to respect those limitations and, and not try to, uh, you know, spread myself too thin. Just just in the, in the sake of making some extra money or, or, or trying to prove myself to be like this one man army, which I'm not, like I'm just a person. Yeah. <laughs> person, you know? I no, of course, dude. Uh, so yeah, yeah. But, but that's, that's pretty average. I would say for a guy. Nice. Yeah. And you're like, you're working with all these people and you're like, there are all these, you know, those rules and stuff like what, and you're doing, you know, 12 or 15 shoots. Like what makes like a good, like porn director? Like, what do you look for? Like, what is like, oh, I like working with this person. Like, this is what is, makes it easier for me to do my job and like makes it easier for me to enjoy myself and like really be in the moment when I'm doing the scenes and stuff. I think a good porn director is a documentarian. Mm. Okay. They're not micromanaging they're 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 not cutting every couple seconds to reset relight and have you redo the same action they're they're saying okay we're set up from all angles you two are professionals you know what you're doing just be in the moment have fun and i'm going to capture it we if there's a team we're going to capture it the best we can you know we will find the opening we will find the shots you guys just stay in the moment um, you two have sex and then we're going to do what we're going to do the rest like film you at the best angles we're going to tell we'll we'll you know whatever yeah, uh, we'll, we'll do what we have to do yeah. Um, yeah and and especially i like if uh directors were once performers because then they know yeah uh, some 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 directors i'll shoot with who uh weren't perf- 
formers, you know, they think that we're freaks of nature, that we can just do <laughs> anything anywhere. And it's not, it's not an issue, but like if, if they were ex performers, they get it. They're like, okay, the script says this, we're not doing that. All right. <laughs> this is written by someone who's never had sex. We yeah. both know that this is impossible. So let's just, <laughs> let's talk about it, work it out. And then if, if they have been performers and let's say there's a problem on set, for example, like wood problems, mm-hmm. you know, I've had directors who are like, come on, man, you're on the clock. Let's hurry oh, the sun. No, come help? on, come on. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's so counterproductive. But if they were performers, they're usually very cool about it. They're like, I've been there. I understand. Take whatever you need, or, you know, whatever time you need, and just let me know. Just just talk to me when you're good, and then we can we can restart. Hey, if that position's not working for you, let's cut and set up a new position. Let's let's try and experiment with other things instead of forcing ourselves to do this thing that clearly isn't working. Right. Yeah. Right. And they're not taking their, and it sounds like from what your description is like, they're not taking whatever pressures they have and picking it out on you or like putting it on you or like, you know, they're, they're not like a good director wouldn't do that at least. Yeah. 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 I, I've experienced it all. Man, that's wild. Run, run yeah. the gamut. Does that, does that like, uh, working with all these people and being like independent contractor and stuff is there like some sort of like like would you consider yourself like a this is such a dumb question i'm sorry i'm asking it but <laughs> do you like you consider yourself like a sex worker like there absolutely. is like okay absolutely so there's like you know solidarity with you know your fellow sex workers and then there's like you know different hierarchies within the industry like you know you want to have a good relationship with your directors but you also understand they're coming at it from a different perspective from the business end of it and all this other stuff and like how do you navigate that out you know, element of it. Cause you know, like I said earlier, I think that a lot of people have a conception of the porn industry that it's exploitative and in, in certain ways mm-hmm. and, and, you know, identifying yourself as a sex worker and how do you like, you know, yeah. How does that, how has that affected like the porn that you've done essentially? Um, well, yeah, over, over the years, I've definitely started to get more uh, conscious about what products I was putting out there, you know, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of shitty porn. There's a lot of racist and homophobic porn. There's a lot of porn that, that fetishizes um, stereotypes yes. and, and these other things. And initially in my career, I was like, ah, porn, who gives a shit? We're all having fun. It's, for, it's all for laughs. Right. Yeah. But as I've gotten older, I started to realize that if you want to see change, you have to do it yourself. Like mm-hmm. I'm not just, I can't sit back and be, uh, uh, indecisive about it or, or I, I can't be um I, I can't just let it happen and and yeah. just be cool with it because it doesn't yeah. affect me personally mm-hmm. I started to get more more self-conscious with that or more conscious about that um, yeah. which is also one of the reasons why I stepped away from it yeah because I just realized that I my heart's just not in it yeah. you know and, <laughs> and if it's not in it then what's the point what, right. what is the point but insofar as like identifying as a sex worker, part of my thinking in that is like, I, I wanna, you know, I wanna help humanize this aspect of life that is often either you're looked at as a victim or you're looked at as an abuser. Yes. Or you're looked at as like some sort of circus performer. Yeah. Or like all of a sudden we don't matter because you jerk off to us. And yeah. Then- close your laptop and forget we ever existed or like if, if we voice concerns about industry or you know practices people will say um you know you're asking for it yeah what did you uh, expect dude it's you know and i'm like well okay you're a fucking asshole americans talk about like freedom so often they talk about like it's just such a part of our like cultural narrative except when it comes to sex and it comes to sex work and it comes to addressing any part of your sexuality as oh, yeah. a whole. <laughs> well, like, I mean, I think it's, it's that. I think it's definitely the, the sex part of it, but also like workers generally, like our relationship with like making sure workers are taken care of oh, yeah. is not good. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we don't have a good history not of not exploiting people across different industries, period. I mean, yes, more specifically in sex work, but. But I mean, it, everywhere, <laughs> it's rampant in America. <laughs> totally. Um, it, you know, in media, violence is cool gore is awesome yes let's get violent let's spend all this money on guns and let's let's oh let's let's be yeah but sex oh whoa 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 hold on (laughs) come on no we've had three john wicks yeah (laughs) right three john wicks where it's just 
throats and guts Shooting the whole people time. In the head. But if like if there's like a hint of like a penis at all, it's rated X. It cannot Anything. be in theaters. Anything, yeah. you know, and it's. <laughs> I mean, of course, you know, it's it's women's sexuality that gets the worst rap of it all. Like, guys yeah. all the time, uh, everything on TV is all about the male perspective, the male fantasy. Every movie is about, oh, uh, guys with a bunch of hookers and they die and who cares? You know? You're <laughs> right. Like, oh, I care. I, feel, yeah. <laughs> I can't watch these movies anymore. Like, I feel fucking terrible. Yeah. They, they just treat women like they can just throw them away and or or you know history of hollywood is a death of a woman is often used to justify violence from a man yeah like all these movies a woman dies and a man goes on a killing rampage right we don't even know who this woman is we just know it's his wife yeah right and it's just like yeah there's nothing more important to (laughs) to a man than his wife and then it's just like yeah that's why i killed everybody yeah 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 that's why she was on screen for two seconds i for thirty thousand eyes yeah that's what it that's what it is yeah and Uh, that's just driven me i've got i've like turned myself mad every time i turn (laughs) on the tv or watch a movie i'm just like oh fuck as a kid i used to love it and i'm like oh my god this got deep into my psyche and it definitely affected the way I, I act, respond, and view things. Yeah, I have it's to like a, unlearn this. Oh, totally. And it's it's a light, it's a process, and it's like never it's a never ending process. And in capitalism, there's no such thing as like any sort of ethical con- ethical consumption in like the way that you would feel incredibly comfortable with. You know, so, so like, like are you, you watch, saying it's like yeah. a scale? It's like a scale I, of like there's very bad, and then there's better. But you're saying there's no fully ethical. Yeah, I think okay. that there's like stuff that's like horrible, like they're like, you know, stuff that is really, really horrible. And then there's stuff that you are comfortable with. But if you like just keep digging into the layers, you'll find the uh, horribleness uh, of it yeah, towards yeah. the end of it. And it's and it makes no truly like Logan, I completely like relate to this because it's just like, oh, yeah, I struggled. To, I have to I had to someone turn my brain off a little bit and be like, look, like, yes, this is this is this is problematic this is as unproblematic as something is going to be <laughs> it's like i have yeah. to like go through all these different layers but it's a problem and it 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 sucks and it, in porn you know i'm you know more than <laughs> we yeah. would, I think, uh, that's but like what a, is yeah yeah what's ethical to that porn? point what is ethical point what is or i guess if it is a scale instead of a dichotomy what is the most ethical porn that people should be looking for versus just the general stuff that we feel like we're all awash in uh i'm it's a, it's a tough question to answer. It really is because on, on one end of it, um, there's this like common belief that, okay, if a scene is slow and sensual and it's, it's making love, that's, that's ethical. Whereas if a scene is hardcore and you know, the woman is really aggressive and there's, there's multiple guys and it's high energy, that's unethical, but it's not the truth. I, I know so many women who who performers obviously who adore rough sex and that is what they crave that that's what they want to shoot and that's 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 their brand and to have someone on the outside look at them and say oh you're a victim or or what you're doing is wrong i I don't i don't believe that likewise i've i've been on sets where where they want to treat it very slow and sensual but the people creating it behind the scenes are treating us like like we're just pawns. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like oh, it's their vision, and we're just bodies in front of the camera. Yeah. And I'm That's... Like, you know, it just I I feel bad now doing something that in theory should be sweet. That makes so much sense. To like, it's like eth- like there are two ways of thinking about ethical porn, right? It's like okay, like what are your tastes, right? Like. There are there tastes like you know when you're talking about like rough sex and you're talking about gangbang and stuff. There's some people who might consider that unethical, exactly. But exactly what you said, right? Some people genuinely enjoy that. Some people are like they're consenting to it. They they get off on it. And then there's the other side of it where it's like, are we being treated fairly as workers? Are we being compensated fairly? Are we being treated fair on set? Are you being paid the right amount of money? Are we you know is people making the 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 film given the benefits and the the wages that they're required? And to me like personally, because I can't litigate taste. I can't litigate like I, I yeah. everyone, I can't tell someone <laughs> their taste is wrong, right? Like that's insane. But like uh, you can l- litigate the other stuff, right? Behind the scenes, right? Like there should be yeah. 
certain benefits given. Hey, these people are paid properly. I know they're getting the money, right? It's not going to some big production company yeah. that trickles down to you and you're getting what, like a tenth of what you should be getting or something like that. That to me, I don't know the information, but that's yeah, how do we so how do we make sure if we like are paying customers of porn mm -hmm. that like we're uh, giving the money to like people yeah. who are good <laughs> and I mean, not to people who are bad. Sure. Really, the the best course of action would be to subscribe to OnlyFans right. and <laughs> personal websites because the reality of it is we're we're provided buyout fees for our scenes. You know, we don't we don't get residuals. There are no royalties. Um, nothing like that at all. Now, the distributors, they get everything. Mm -hmm. You know, they can cut the, a single movie 10 ways from Sunday and release that long after I'm dead. There can be new Logan Pierce movies that come out, you know? <laughs> wow. And, and it, it doesn't matter. I, I sign all of my life rights away. Our contracts that we sign are pretty much stating that, you know, you get paid X amount of dollars for this scene. And once you sign this contract, your image can be used, duplicated, whatever, manipulated in any way that we see fit for now until eternity. Dude, Ooh. that's wild. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Like if you actually look at the details, the first time I looked at one, I was like, whoa. But then <laughs> is that like you just get used to doing it because that's the business. The business is just, you, you do the job, you get the check. Yeah. That's why you have to shoot so much. You know, if, if we were receiving residuals and royalties, we wouldn't have to shoot nearly as much. That's why, no. you know, a lot of us, I mean, the women especially are shooting day after day after day and they're making, you know, you can make a killing, but it, it does take a toll on you. It takes a physical and mental mm -hmm. toll to, to do the work every day, a new set, every day, a new person, mm -hmm. you know? So, uh, yes, ethical porn to, to, I agree with your point. It should be the behind the scenes, how we're treated, how we're paid, and and what agency we have over our image and and what we're actually you know what the product we're making yeah that i think that just like as a porn i'm not a huge porn consumer but like as like you know like a, a i'd say a regular porn consumer it's like i work i think about that stuff all the time and i just don't know like i don't have resources like i don't even know truly like i wouldn't even know the first place to start to like look for information like that to be like right okay like are these people being compensated and treated fairly? Is the crew being treated fairly? Yeah. Like, like right? Like, Kanis, do you you're you consume more porn than me? Do I do like... consume more porn than you. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'd love to know. Like, I, I come from the startup world. I've worked at a lot of startups. On the homepage of every startup, it's like this is our company and this is who we are and like this is how we value employees and this and that and the other. And I don't necessarily like. I'm trying to imagine. I'm like, have I seen any of that on like a porn website? Like something yeah. that states that they're like trying to make this a nice environment or place to work. Um, I mean, uh, Balesa would be the the number one mm -hmm. company right now that I that I would imagine. Um, they must have that on their website somewhere because okay. like, they've been really trying to um, restructure the way people view porn and how they consume porn. But you know, that's one company in a sea of yeah. companies. And, and if, you know, if you're on tube sites and stuff, I would say everything on the front page, like 90% of the scenes you see may have been shot 10 years ago, you know, yeah. may, may, yeah. Like, and those companies are defunct. All those performers are retired. Mm -hmm. And who's getting that money? It's, yeah. it's all just going to, to, you know, the powers that be at Pornhub, who right. also own all the biggest tube sites. You know, so they're not individual sites. They're all under the same parent company. Oh, that's so exploitative. I'm saying we, 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 sign, we sign it away yeah. for, for um, that one-time check. Yeah, the only thing sounds the like now because I've been I, there are so many people there are people who I've definitely been considering like oh I should subscribe to their OnlyFans and now now that have I literally have no choice I yeah I'm yeah. going to do I'm going to do it <laughs> yeah so like like I said that's that's the most effective way to support one person right <laughs> because they're all individualized like if you were to subscribe sure. to all your favorite performers OnlyFans like you're looking at a hundred plus subscriptions at eight ninety nine a pop. Like it, it can get very costly. Uh, so it's it's but, you know it, it's a tough thing to navigate. 
it's part of like I think that's just general I like in media in today in general versus like 30 years ago where it's just content 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 all the time it's not just important it's in everything everyone expects in from a comedian's perspective they expect us to do like if you want to do like an hour every year like netflix why doesn't this person release an hour it takes a long time to develop right, that material right. right so it's like the same thing important it's like we're you know when you're you're conditioned and when you first start looking at porn it's just like look at more and more and more and more and more and there's so much out there for you whereas like mm-hmm. <laughs> It's endless. Yeah, exactly. And the, what you said earlier about like changing your consumption patterns, right? Like trying to figure out like, Hey, like these are people, they're workers. They are, it's an exploitative industry at times. Like how can I consume and, you know, enjoy sex work and do it responsibly is like something that we've never no, I would say 99% of porn people don't even think about people who consume porn think about, sorry. Like that's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I'm no, I'm glad we're having this conversation yeah. about it. Um, yeah. Well, I guess a, another good approach could be like, okay, let's say you're on a tube site and you see a scene and you're like, damn, the scene is hot. I'm yes. definitely going to research this pretty vigorously in a minute. And you do. And then maybe you, you tip those performers after the fact and you say, Hey, I saw a scene. Here's, you know, whatever. Here's your, I'm going to tip you your OnlyFans subscription fee, a one-time tip or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's a silly, slow process to do something, but that, that could be a, a valid option. Oh, to, yeah. Yeah. So do like, the oh, tips on good those job. sites here's, go to you guys directly? Like that isn't taken by the There's commission. Okay. Well, I'm talking about OnlyFans. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. I, I mean, you could, for example, I do have a Pornhub page. You could tip me on Pornhub. Um, I don't know what their commission fee is because I barely use it. <laughs> uh, right. So I don't, I don't like them, you know? So yes. I, I <laughs> don't want to use it, but it's, it's one of the very few valid avenues for performers to um, have agency over their own content. Nice. Like right now, OnlyFans is leaps and bounds ahead of everyone else. Okay. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, that's great that there, there, there is this thing now where like, it can give performers agency and give them control and give them uh, a means to make money in a way that they are comfortable with and they are in complete control of, which is really, really great. Yeah. yeah. And exists so mean, many- uh, there, there are sites other than that, that, that do exist that have been around, but um, it's like same, same problem with OnlyFans is like, if you need to know what you're looking for before you mm-hmm. go on because- right. There's so much content. It's so easy to to get lost and and not know, you know, who it is you're looking for, who you want to subscribe to. For example, like many vids or clips for sale. You know, these are sites where performers and just anyone could upload clips, sell it for let's say like four ninety nine for like a, a ten minute clip, and you know, can continue to sell that same clip over and over again. But if you go on like their homepage, it's just a sea of, <laughs> of content. And you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, the paradox of choice. Where, where, to, where to look. But oh, that's, I guess that's the problem with porn in general. It's like, like you were saying, it's endless. And it endless. truly is. I, I want to meet the person who gets to the end of porn. <laughs> went through it all. Like, it's impossible. <laughs> I don't, I kind of want to meet them at the same time. Them. I don't want to meet them. Exactly. I'm, exactly. I, I'm worried for my physical safety. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a question that's completely unrelated. Okay. So last week on the pod, we asked the guy, he's a model and a bodybuilder and a comedian. We asked him how he presents himself to women. Like in the way that like women are taught very early how to present their bodies in such a way as to be desirable, not just like exercising or the clothes that you wear, but in a physical environment, how you project your heterosexual sexuality like so you are a professional in this way what are the ways in which Mm. you project your sexuality physically uh god that's a tough question um yeah this makes me so this makes me very comfortable that you are having a difficult time answering because when we were talking about it last week i had a difficult time answering it it's i think it's something as guys we don't think about or maybe we don't think about it as deeply as women think about it yeah did you say mansering 
I'm answering? No. I said I said answering, oh, okay, but you know okay. what? Let's say mansering. Mansering. Um, <laughs> if if I'm being totally honest, I don't know how to interact with women. I don't know how, because from 21 to to 30 now, we'll say my birthday is in about a month. To 30, Happy birthday. I've been paid to have sex with women. Women have been paid to have sex with me. We show up, and even if we don't say a single word to each other, we're still going to fuck. You know? Wow. Every, every day, I, I meet a new woman. It's like, hi, okay, so we're going to do pile driver and then doggy, then, then uh, we're going to do the pop shot, and hey, good job. See you later. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's the interaction. Yeah. So outside of, of that, those safety net parameters of porn, I, I am so self-conscious. I don't approach women. I, I see you guys do it and I'm like, that's cringy. You guys are creepy. I'm just trying to stay back here with my friends. And it, I don't even think about sex outside of work. Like I haven't had sex privately since January. Uh, wow. I, I, I don't know how to do it anymore. So this is another thing about me stepping away from the business is I need to relearn how to interact in the wild especially in the age of covid i haven't talked to anyone new <laughs> yeah like i mean you guys i've talked to right now but like <laughs> yeah. I'm, it's yes. under a safety net of okay sure. we're gonna do this podcast okay we're gonna do this interview okay we're gonna shoot this scene yeah, yeah. outside of like my friends who i've known since middle school mm-hmm. i don't really meet on my own at least i don't meet new people especially oh. new women because i'm just like you know i fucked up every relationship i've been in I, I, I have sex with every woman I meet. Like I need to right. step back and I need to, I need to stop. And I, I don't know how to, how to restart just yet. Change the, yeah. Change the parameters of your like interaction with women. Like well, reset. Do people uh, recognize you like women or, or met just people generally? Uh, sometimes like it, once in a while, uh, it's usually guys if I was at a bar. Remember those days? Yeah. <laughs> yeah someone would like poke me in the ribs and be like, hey, uh, I like your work, bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? What do I do? And they're like, oh, come on. You know, you know. I'm like, all right, say my name. And they're like, oh, what? No. And like, they want the guys that I've met, they, they want me to be outward about it and like, yeah. They're afraid to admit like, oh yeah, I was watching porn and I totally jerked off to you. Man. <laughs> My That's... friends tell me that all the time. Nice. Yeah, sure. like, yeah. I accidentally started your scene and I was already 15 minutes in. So I thought, what the hell? I might as well just go all away. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. That's great though. Dude, I really, I relate to you very much in that. Like it is, it's, that first interaction having to start interaction with women is like a thing that that very much when my single days like stressed me out so much and like the apps help the apps help a lot in that you go on i don't know sorry i don't want to be mansplaining dating to you uh but like (laughs) i'm going to uh because that's what i do uh (laughs) i don't know uh no i the are you on the apps and stuff no no okay Uh, gotcha i've tried uh a little bit but honestly i i get so bored with them mm. I, I just I, I i don't like them yeah. i might try again now that i'm here but i just i've never had you don't good... have to yeah you don't, don't. <laughs> like yeah not, there's no good reason it's not like oh my god i'm being successful in other ways or like oh, i don't really want to talk to people in this way but i'm gonna force myself to be on these apps don't just, if you don't like it don't no, do it I, you know I, I wouldn't mind trying i i haven't even i've never met someone on an app so ah. I've only had like, oh, hey, what's up? Not much. What's up with you? Oh, yeah. Don't that's respond true. for a that's week. True. And then it's like, oh, uh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. That's, I will say that is a, for me, for me, because I'm, I'm someone who was very uncomfortable with it. And like, you know, I, I lost my virginity very late in life. Everyone listening to the podcast, just put that on your bingo card. Yes. And like, yes. Yeah. Uh, and so like, that was a big hurdle for me. So the apps helped me in the hurdle of like, okay, this is your first interaction. You are establishing this. And then like, it helps you be like, I'm not making them uncomfortable. They're only meeting what they want to. Like, I'm trying to like, mm take all those steps to be like, okay, I'm doing all of the right things and I'm not like being a creep or I'm not being, you know, too forward or I'm not like making somebody uncomfortable, you know, that's what they, for me, that's, that's what they help me out with. But for me, it's, uh, I was in these like kind of tight knit communities. So it was like, 
in my early 20s, I was part of this thing called couch surfing, and I was like really into that. And oh, all sure. the people yeah, yeah. I knew and were meeting were part of that organization. And so that was like my whole world. And I was like, I need to find people who aren't part of this. And similarly now, it's like, I've been doing comedy for seven years now. Most of the people I meet are comedians. That's who I see all the time. I do not want to date a comedian. <laughs> who are people? Where are they? <laughs> I yeah, don't know how yeah. to find them. <laughs> Where these yeah. people exist. I, I, I have a similar experience with you where since getting into porn, I've only dated performers. I've had sex with maybe three people outside the industry since 2012. So every romantic relationship I've had was with a performer. So it that also helped ease that transition of, okay, how do we transition to sex? Oh wait, we met because we already because we had sex. Like, yeah. <laughs> our first meeting was sex. So <laughs> no, no, no pressure in that sense. But um, I will say so. Uh, going back to your one question about if people ever recognize me, well, uh, in my second year, maybe it was yeah, my second year in porn, I was in Brooklyn with a few friends. We were having a few drinks, a few drinks. We had quite a few drinks. Yeah, and. Nice. We ended up at some bar, I can't remember the name of it, and a woman did recognize me, you know, and she was, she was like 10 years my senior, so I was like, oh my god, like, this is a woman, and she, she knows who I am, holy hell, okay, I was, I was smitten, and, and she wanted to hook up, so I went back to her place, and I fell asleep in the middle of sex. <gasps> oh, <laughs> I, I, just, I, I passed out, like... <laughs> I, I couldn't even get 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 it up and I just fell asleep on her bed and I was like wow this is yeah this sucks <laughs> I, I fucked up yeah bad oh man no the, that oh gosh was she like how upset was she uh well okay so she let me sleep a long time I woke up at like 10 a.m oh, holy wow. hell yeah. it was still dark because she had like she was in like a basement apartment yeah and I thought it was like an hour later I was like, oh, geez, I'm sorry about that. And she's like, yeah, it's, it's 10 in the morning. You should probably go. <laughs> so she just kicked me out like, yeah. immediately. But she was nice enough to let me sleep. So that, yes. was, that, that is very he nice. He needs the rest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we never exchanged numbers or anything. Oh, so I, oh. I don't know yeah. what she's up to these days. <laughs> Maybe she's still in Brooklyn. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Damn. What, what do you have planned? Like, you're, you're out now? Like, so, like, what do you, what do you want to do? Or do you have any ideas of, like, what you want to do now? Well, yeah. I mean, I've, I've. I'm a writer. Yeah. Um, so I'm working on my second novel. Um, I'm working on a uh, either a, a show or a feature. It's a, a loose adaptation of my experience in porn, but with a thriller element. So it's about, you ever see Swim Fan? Yes. yes. It's a little like Swim Fan. Okay. About nice. an obsessive fan. And Swim Fan meets misery. So an obsessive fan um, ruins this performer's life. And maybe he deserved it. You know, maybe he did some shit that is deserving of, of these actions, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, so so that's something I'm developing right now with um a good a good buddy of mine. But mainly it's it's just focusing on on getting the second novel out and a, a second book of poetry at some point. Yeah. You know, How'd you get into poetry? At some point. It takes time. Just sort of like an, an offset from just writing in general. Like often when I write and I think it's just fragments, you know, I'll have a, a little tiny seed of an idea and, or, or sometimes I'll, I'll think of a sentence in the middle of, <laughs> in the middle of a paragraph and I got to figure out how to connect the dots. But right. sometimes in my mind, those sentences have a lot of weight to them. So I consider that poetry, you know, or I'll dress things up and try to follow, a, you know, certain parameters, but a lot of it's just spoken word. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's Who are great. some poets that you like that, I don't know if inspired is the right word, but like who you think influence how you do get those thoughts out? Yeah, well, I can't read him anymore because he's just, you know, I've learned to view him as, a, as an asshole, but Bukowski was definitely like <laughs> sure. my first exposure to, to the style of writing I like and to the style of poetry I like. So Regardless of, of how I feel about him now, I can't deny the fact that yeah. being exposed to his writing has influenced me tenfold. Sure. Very cool. I think, who else was I reading recently? 
these questions always kill me because I'm like, yeah, I, I, I know so many names. <laughs> Name one. I'm like, uh. uh. No, dude, I get, I get, no, uh. I, I get, I get, whenever people ask me my favorite comedians, I get very, I oh, get yeah. Very, I'm, yeah like, oh. I'm like, ah, oh, this like is a them. hard one. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. yeah. Some people are very, some people answer it really well and they, they're like yeah. kind of like nerds and they like get the history no. and like me. But similarly, yeah, I'm like, for yeah. a lot of comedians, it's the same issue where you're like, okay, I recognize that this person is a bad person now, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, back then he very much so influenced me. There's yeah. like a long list of people who have been like, air quotes, canceled that I'm like, but I, that is what I listened to when I started this and it's yeah. still a part He's of how my brain influence. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And also it's like, you feel you, you cringe about it now, but like, you know, you didn't know back then, right? Yeah, like you didn't yeah. have an idea. You, 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 you were develop, you were developing your taste. You're developing your voice. Like when you're young and you're in your twenties and you're, it's just so freaking hard to like find yourself in a, from a, any sort of identity perspective. And so you glom on or latch on to the things that speak to you the most. So like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I completely understand that. <laughs> and I don't think that's, anything necessarily to apologize for as long as you're aware of what you're doing now right like we're not young <laughs> yeah. anymore yeah. we're not like young as long as you can yeah, we're not 18 old. anymore like, yeah don't call yeah, us old okay yeah, we're not old <laughs> but we're not 18 anymore that's what okay. I'm trying to say. yeah yeah uh, nice dude yeah so we are coming up on the hour and at the end of every episode we like to ask final thoughts and you can take your time to think about it but it's generally like something that you've reconsidered something that you want to reiterate to the listeners uh just something that you want people to know about you whatever you want just a nice (laughs) final thought okay well since it was a primary topic of discussion ethical porn you know be conscious of of what you're consuming and and on the on the flip side of what you're what you're putting out there you know i i'm not in the business anymore i'm still connected to it obviously but I just want to say, uh, subscribe to my OnlyFans. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yes. <laughs> what, what is, they give them the info uh, to tell them yeah. what is the, like, I, I've not been on OnlyFans. Okay, is, okay. Um, like a handle? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I can just do like a quick rundown. All of my social media and websites, all of it has the same handle. So OnlyFans, who is Logan? Twitter, who is Logan? Instagram, who underscore is underscore Logan <laughs> my website. It was loaded dot com. Nice. <laughs> nice. Good dude. consistency across oh. the board that makes it yeah. so <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice little trademark. Um, but I, I don't know. To to just go what you're saying, like ethical porn, support sex workers, you know, help raise their voices, because there's a lot of smart a lot of smart sex workers, you know. It's not just a um it, it's it's not a last resort and it's not a party. You know, we're we're informed, educated people who who just happen to really, really enjoy sex. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, listen to the voices. Oh yeah, and we now know where we can find you on the internet. Is there anything coming up that you'd like for our listeners to pay attention to? God, you know, I, I just retired. This is like it's <laughs> like nothing. My schedule. What's your first novel? Tell us about your first novel. Yeah. Oh sure, it's uh, it's called Between the Sheets. Okay. And it's autofiction, so it's primarily a memoir, but um, I took liberties with time and space. So like, sure. you know, as any writer does, an event that maybe took place over a week is now condensed to a night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Characters are composites of, of real people. But it's, it's um, about my adolescence in Southeast Pennsylvania, you know, discovering porn, having sex for the first time, going to college, visiting escort, and, and then transitioning to Los Angeles, as we talked about earlier, reaching out to performers and agencies, moving to LA to do an internship in a spring semester, head diving straight first into porn and, and having that actually work out and pick up while the school semester ended, everyone went home. I stayed and yeah, next. We got to read the book to find out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Some of the stuff nice. I mentioned here today are, are, you know, written out in great detail, like that story about meeting the girl in Brooklyn. Okay. Uh, and the gangbang story. So, yeah. Uh, All right. Those That's were interesting. Great. 
Guys, get the book. Yeah, uh, get oh, between the sheets. Great boys. I will have to ask you this question because you went to film school and I do ask everyone who went to film school this question. Uh, oh, what is your favorite film? Yeah, like I know it's a terrible question to ask film students, but I love hearing what people say. It's always like, it's always something different. Point Break. Point Break. Oh, dude, I got to watch. Dude, but pre-COVID at Nighthawk, the movie theater in Brooklyn, they were having Point Break. They were like, watch brunch and then like watch Point Break. And I was like, oh, I've never seen this movie. I always want to see it. I love Keanu. And I was like, and then COVID happened. And I was like, oh. fuck. It's so interestingly directed. You got to watch it. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a high octane alpha male movie directed by a woman. So it's sexy. It's, it's like, it's, I mean, I, I get turned on watching it. It's hot and it's so nice. sensitive. And it's bad, badass. Movies yes. Good. Everything Hell about yeah, it, dude. I love. You're only hiring me more to watch it now. Yeah, <laughs> you have you to gotta watch it. it. Yeah, I might watch Perfect. it Perfect, across the board. <laughs> good. I'm so glad to hear that. All right. Uh, well, this has been Love About Town. Thank you guys so much for listening. Rohan, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, uh, on Instagram, at Rohan Padier, cool guy. That's my one, one big word handle. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. And, like, you know, like and rate and subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> listeners, you can find me at Kenise Mobley across all platforms. I don't have an OnlyFans yet, but you know what? One day, again, please buy Logan's book. Give him money. Just, you know, yeah. generally. Go to, subscribe give, to his OnlyFans. Yeah. 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 Follow him on Twitter. Follow him on all the, the social yeah. media platforms. Do it. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks. Thanks, everyone, Bye. for listening. Welcome to Brain Machine Network.com.